If you're looking for inspiration and challenge in the world of early years and Key Stage 1 education, then you've just found it. Welcome to the Early Excellence Podcast. Hello everybody, Andy Burt here. I hope you're well. Welcome along to episode 26 of the Early Excellence Podcast. Um, This week, we've got our second episode in a row focusing on effective domestic role play. Um, If you remember last week, we talked about the importance of the domestic role play area and about the detail needed when thinking about the provision within this space. This week, well, we're going to build on that. We're going to look closely at additions and enhancements to domestic role play. We're joined by Amanda Belbin, who works at Binkham Valley Nursery. Amanda and her team have explored lots of interesting ways to introduce enhanced provision in domestic role play and have also used domestic role play as a really interesting starting point for lots of lots of fascinating conversations and discussions with the children. So here you go. Here's my interview with Amanda. I'll be back at the end with some key questions and lots of things to consider as well. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Nice to see you. I'm good. Thank you. Yep. Very good. So um, thank you for joining us. We're going to be talking, of course, all about domestic role play at your setting because you've been you've we've had lots of conversations and discussions about your inspirational role play and how you provide role play opportunities for your children. Just before we get on to that, um, give us a bit of an idea as to where you are. So where in the world you happen to be in terms of your school or your setting? Um, and just yeah, tell us a little bit of background, really. Hi, yeah, um, we're based in um, in a primary school in Weymouth and we have in Dorset. And so we have, we're fortunate enough to have a nursery um, obviously attached to our school where we've got children from two. Um, my role is um, early years lead. So um, I get the kind of privilege, I guess, of overseeing all of that and um, watching, what, watching what's happening and going on all the time. So, yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Super. So you have um, you have a nursery attached to your school. So it's uh, Binkham Valley, isn't it? The school that That's you're at. Right, yeah. uh, Binkham yeah. Valley. You have your nursery and you have um, you have reception as well within the school building. But you're, I think is, your, is it right? Am I right in thinking your nursery building is a separate building? It is a separate building. We've actually got sort of two. Well, two nursery buildings because we have our two and three year olds in one building and then our three and four year olds in another one. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I've, we've we've had loads of emails back and forth. I feel like over time, because you've contributed to blogs and all sorts of things, I feel like I know you. But actually, this is the first time we've had any kind of conversation face to face. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, over time we've talked, haven't we? All about your through the blogs and the writing that you've put together for us, all about domestic role role play. So I I have a, an understanding myself about kind of where you're coming from and 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 your passion for domestic role play. But do you want to give people who are listening in who maybe haven't had that sort of coming to this new I suppose um, give people an idea as as to kind of your journey really where did it start this interest in role play and domestic role play in your in your setting yeah I mean I think obviously role plays always and particularly like domestic role play has always been something I've always used and had in any setting that early years setting that I've been in um but I think I came to look at it in a kind of different way. Um, I went to a 
it was run by Early Excellence and it was like a, I can't really remember exactly what the event was called now, but anyway, I got chatting to Phil Armstrong um, and we, uh, the um, interactive classroom was there on the day and um, we happened to be standing in the domestic role play area of that. And he was just talking about um, a situation that he'd seen or heard about where somebody had introduced um, the baby. So often, obviously, in a setting, you have dolls and babies and children play with them and things like that. But um, And I'd always just put a baby there. That was always something that was there. Um, and he was talking about how a baby had been very kind of carefully introduced. And and I think the, the basis of what he was saying was thinking about the fact that in a setting, anything that's there really needs to earn its place um, and be there for a real reason and that the children understand why it's there and how it's used and that kind of thing. And it kind of I think I just came away and thought, oh, yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. Um, went back to um, school and talked to my team and we were like, well, let's have a go. So we we started working on introducing, um, this was actually back pre-COVID, the year the year uh, the first lockdown came around. Um, and we talked talked together and thought, well, how what's the best way of doing this? So we we fortunately at the at that moment in time had a, one of the mums of one of our little boys um had a baby. Um, and we thought, oh, great, you know, this is going to be good. So we asked her um, when the baby was, you know, a bit more than a few weeks old, whether she'd happily come in and like let us um, let us um, talk to her about looking after a baby and what that means. And just so they kind of had an idea of seeing a new baby. Um, so we did that. Um, we then talked with the children a lot about, well, if we had what about if we had our a baby here, what what would we need? What would we need to look after it? And that kind of thing. And we just went on this sort of amazing journey of planning with them, you know, making lists. It kind of went across all sorts of curriculum areas, really. Um, then thinking about um, getting the things actually ready and they were very involved with it, planning like maybe what name we might like to have. And then so so in the end, after probably I think it probably took us two or three weeks worth of just working through all this different planning this baby um arrived so they arrived one morning the baby was um baby Arthur as it turned out at that point was in the cot and I mean they were just they were amazing really when I think when I think back how they were and um we we got the baby out and I showed them how to the initial thing I showed them was how to hold it really carefully and how to hold the head and we passed him round and they were like you know and we we were sort of adding in things like oh they like to be you know maybe their toes tickled or babies like this and babies like that as they were passing him around and some of them were kissing him and so they were sort of rocking him gently or picking him up and patting him and and I mean it was it was really it was really magical and it kind of just went on from there and um as as the year went on we well to the point where we could go on because we ended up in a lockdown but we did lots of um lots of different things about how to care for him bathing him you know obviously changing nappies feeding um oh and the we had the health visitor came to visit as well to uh, measure him and um you can see it was pre-covid because we had lots of things and lots of people coming in but um yeah so i think it just and having done that we just then ended up on lots it led to lots of other things i think with with other ideas so later that year we also introduced a pet so we had a little puppy we and we talked about their pets at home and again the same it's almost like we use the same kind of structure in terms of trying to have something real where possible then um 
doing lots of planning and preparation and talk, mainly talk really with the children, maybe looking at pictures and things as well. And then building up this sort of anticipation of this exciting event that was going to happen. And obviously my whole team were involved in that. And we all, we were all, and we, we let the parents know what we were doing as well. Cause obviously, you know, so they did understand it wasn't really going to be a real baby or a real dog or a real, cause the, for the children, it felt like obviously like it was, yeah really real and they used to say to me is it a real baby and I'd say well it's our real nursery baby and um so I just had this sort of like stock answer which I kind of used it seemed to work but um yeah and I think I think just that it was just the way of thinking I think probably that changed yeah. and I yeah, think absolutely. it I think having made that change of the way of thinking I mean it seems quite having done it, it seems quite obvious. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are doing that already, you know, and, and, but I think now it's something that we kind of apply obviously to everything that we go around, that we do and that we, that we use. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's that distinction, isn't it? Between what's always going to be there. So your continuous provision within your home corner, that might be your, your washing machine with clothes in it and Mm -hmm. the ironing board and the iron and the, you know, the the recipe book and all of those other things, the the utensils and the pots and the pans and all of that kind of thing. And having some things that are always there from more or less from day one, I suppose, but then also knowing that actually you're keeping something back because you don't want to just introduce it all at one go, because if you do, then you've lost some of the journey that you yeah. maybe you potentially lost some of that careful introduction that you're talking about, that that discussion about, well, have you got a baby at home? And, you know, do you have a younger brother or sister? And what was it like when a new baby came home into your house? And all of yeah. those sorts of discussions that are rich discussions, mm-hmm that if the babies are just in the cot on day one, maybe, you know, like typically there are often like four babies all in the cot, you know, on day one that haven't been introduced, then I think we lose something. And I think also yeah. the children in terms of how they how they are with those dolls, the baby dolls, they they don't respond in quite the same way. You know, what you were, what you were sharing with us then was that, What's great, I think, is that real value that the children then don't see the baby, the baby doll as a doll at all, but see see that as as a little yeah. somebody. And I mean, I think it means that they take care as well. You know, we didn't. I mean, we only ever have one baby at a time. We're now on. We're now. Of, I've got a baby Molly at the moment, but um, we 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 only have one, and they do actually take turns really quite well and will you know are able to use language to talk about can I look up can I do that now for Molly or whatever um and also you know we don't find we we've never found the baby sort of like dumped in the <laughs> in the book corner with no clothes on or <laughs> you know because they because they genuinely care and they will carry them carefully put them back carefully you know and um yeah it, it's really good um, I was just thinking when you when you were saying about um, sort of ha- having the basics kind of there at the beginning and then adding kind of, I suppose, like enhanced things as you go through. Um, we actually did a really nice thing. Again, I think probably it was Phil that mentioned this to us as well, was about m- we actually moved in to our role play area. So at the very beginning of the year, um, well, actually, at the very end of the summer term, because we have some children that stay on with us for the next term because they've got another year before they go to school. Um, they helped us pack up 
into boxes um all the basics and um, I mean some things kind of had to be put away because we wanted to go back a bit more basic again um but then in September when they arrived we we the new children arrived we unpacked so we kind of moved in moved the boxes in um got everything out which meant that we could talk to the children about what all the things were introduce the obviously the language I mean the context that I work within is um we do have you know pretty our school's kind of got over, you know, sort of 40, nearly 50% pupil premium children. Um, uh, we've got a high level of like need in terms of speech and language. So I think anything we can do that supports that right from the very basics is is perfect, really. Um, so we kind of moved in and then and then we've kind of, I think, I mean, no years, I mean, obviously in the last couple of years, no year's been the same anyway, but no, in terms of the what we've had there, the baby's been the same, but some of the other interests have been different. So this year, our children were really interested in in cooking um, and using the mixing bowl that was there and different things. So we then um, just trying to think really what we did do now. But I think I know the children have been out on a um, what they call one of their adventure walks on a on a Friday and um, had been down to our school field and they'd found blackberry bushes and picked blackberries and we were like, oh, what are we going to do with those? So we decided that we'd think about making, so we just made really simple like blackberry muffins with the children, but we made them in the role play area um, using the things that they normally use to pretend with um to actually make them and and we managed to get lots of photos of the different stages of it and we made it into like a, a a recipe book which has then been in there so they've been using that alongside playing and role playing and reenacting what we've done um and yeah i think you know the washing machine not not with this year's cohort but the year before they were really into i think because they were into the baby and washing the clothes and things, we actually said, oh, well, actually, we now need what we're going to wash them in. We need a washing machine and because we'd packed that away and we ordered one. We we talked to them about ordering one. We said we're going to order a washing machine and our, our head teacher, bless them, arrived with the sack truck with a big box with this wood washing machine <laughs> in it and um, and delivered it to us. And they were really, you know, and they helped, you know, to work out we were going to get it out of the box and how heavy it was and all that kind of thing and where we were going to put it and where would be, you know, what, what space would be big enough and just just everything really. I think even right, you know, down to all the little details just involving them. And I think that's what I think comes across loud and clear is that at every stage, at every stage you're involving your staff team as in the what that wide team that you have that you work with and that everybody feels involved in it and that everybody's having some input in it and what have you seen and what have you noticed the children doing but also even more so than that you're involving the children every step of the way too so that you're it becomes like a kind of plan do review kind of structure i suppose where you're you're talking to the end at the end of a session about what they've been doing and what were they interested in whether it be the you know the the cooking or the blackberries or whatever it might be and that what could we do next then or what you know what are we not got that you might need in that area all of those sorts of conversations and discussions yeah i think i think what you're doing i think really effectively is is using the provision as a starting point not the end point i think sometimes people set up the area as a domestic role play area there it is off you go everybody and and that's it doesn't go any further than that it doesn't really change and it doesn't really change i suppose does it whereas i think yeah like you say we've we sort of are just always and i think we just i think it just comes from the fact that we you know spend the majority of our time 
playing with the children. So because we're there playing along alongside and with them, we yes. pick up, you know, pick up on conversations about things that they say that that we then think, or, you know, that we then kind of talk to them about to see if they pick up on, you know, whether we've got that interest right. Because, you know, with children, sometimes you think, oh, I think they're interested in that, but you might say something else and then it's kind of just fizzled out. It doesn't go anywhere. Whereas it's sort of picking up the, the right ones, isn't it? That where you're really going to be able to, kind of help take it somewhere I guess yes definitely um, definitely but I, I I think you're right in, in that the the things that we're talking about here where you're using what you've observed and your children's ideas all of the interactions that you're talking about all they're all built really on the relationships that you've formed with your children in that if your staff weren't alongside the children, spending time with them, getting to know them, valuing their ideas, building up that relationship, yeah. then it wouldn't, what you're talking about, I don't think would it wouldn't work. No, because, and I think it's got to be that sort of genuine, like you said, it is the, that genuine, authentic kind of relationship, isn't it? Where, you know, we're really interested in what they've, what they've got to share. And because of that, they are really interested in sharing things with us and they know that we do listen because in the way that we respond so they will i mean i'm not thinking i'm not thinking specifically now about domestic role play but you know in in all other areas this kind of is running in the same way and that but they feel happy to say oh i think i'd like to do this or can you help me i need this or you know that that kind of thing and i think that's come you know, in a lot of ways, that's come from some children who really had very limited language, but because they've learned that we'll listen to them, and I guess we will give them what they what they want or what they need, they will now have the confidence and use want to use the language to actually get get that. So yeah, it's good. I love the the uh, that idea of of packing up for as if you know you as if you were moving house as if your home corner was up for sale and you're moving house because yeah. that's such you know when you're talking about that idea of how do you feel about that you know you know that that with the children you're talking about the feelings of packing up and moving on and of change mm-hmm. yeah that's such a great way in isn't it to talking about yeah. transition the so there was that element but I'm just thinking back to um back again to the year where we had baby Arthur which obviously like I said coincided with the lockdown the first lockdown um we had obviously children we had some children at some points all the way through um but fortunately we we unfortunately kind of thing we didn't have all the children back at by the end of the that summer term so what we what we did is we actually with the children that we had in we packed Arthur's it was actually quite emotional really we packed him a little suitcase with the children little wheelie one and um with all his things and um he he went to he went to reception we took him and they took him up to reception with them um so he was there we gave him to the reception teacher who obviously promised that she was going to look after him very well over the summer holidays but and he would be there waiting when they when they arrived and I mean they you know I think it just felt like the kind of right thing to do because I just don't think we end we had a proper ending that year and it kind of felt like naturally we haven't we didn't do that actually the following year I don't know why it just didn't what it didn't go that way but I think that's what I'm saying is it sometimes it's just being led by what feels Yes. Kind of instinctively right thing to do. 
And I think there was a lot of that happening at that time, you know, going back, what, sort of nearly two years ago. Mm. You know, it was a strange time, strange time emotionally, I think, for, for adults, as you know, as well as children. And yeah, that, that actually you kind of, because they were, well, it's a cliche, isn't it, but unprecedented times, yeah. there was no right or wrong. You kind of had to go with whatever yeah. felt right at the time. You know, and having just some of your children in, not all of your children, that wouldn't feel right anyway. And... You know, it's a, it's a it's a different kind of thing, isn't it? It was a different kind of thing altogether. Yeah, yeah it was. And, but yeah. certainly I think all of the things that you've talked about are ways of using children's interests to then, to then lead into talking about how they're feeling, which I think is really powerful stuff, isn't it? That, that, yeah. that thinking, setting the context for talking about how we're feeling is important with young children and I think yeah. domestic role play provides that context doesn't it it provides the opportunity to talk about how do you feel how do you feel if we're moving house how do you feel if we've got a new baby in the home you know all sorts yeah. of things like that that will be familiar feelings to the children even if they are not yet able to to talk those feelings through but yeah. I, th I think that's healthy isn't it really yeah definitely yeah definitely. Oh, very good, fantastic. So, what in terms of where in terms of where are you at now? Where tell us about the domestic role play area now? You know, because I know you've got you've there's been so much that's happened over time. You know, from baby Arthur being introduced to moving yeah. home, or from from that to baking or introducing a pet. I think we're at the moment at that sort of point where I think we're probably coming up to sort of maybe introducing a pet again. We've we've obviously had the baby. We've we've done bits about the cooking. We had Christmas where we decorated and and put they helped put the tree up and then helped decorate it and made different decorations and things to go in there. Um, and I think this term we haven't we probably haven't done perhaps as much with it. We've had other things kind of going on and bits and pieces that have meant you know they've been particularly like creative wise have been more interested in some of those things but I think yeah we're sort of at that point now where we're ready for a new a new idea I think we're just watching at the minute to see <laughs> to see perhaps what it what it might where it might go really um yeah 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 no I think that's such an important point isn't it I've, I've forgotten about that the decorating at Christmas the yeah. um Actually, if, uh, for people who are listening in, um, if you if you don't currently follow Amanda and the team at Binkham on Twitter, if you're on Twitter and you don't currently follow them, I would definitely recommend that you should, because um, they, yeah, Amanda, you you share all sorts of things, don't you? But you know that, that's going on at the moment, kind of up to the minute updates as to <laughs> to what's happening in the set in the setting at the minute. And at Christmas was really magical. I remember the photograph popping up on my phone of your children decorating the tree, mm. which is one of those, again, such a simple experience, isn't it? And yet done well, it can be magical. Yeah. And we, they, they, you know, they just, I think it was, it, it just felt for them like a really special thing. I think sometimes, you know, I, I, at home, again, thinking about the context that some of our children do live in, um, it's difficult because some of them don't always have the most positive experiences. Um, some do, some and some don't. And some some homes, you know, are a little bit more perhaps chaotic and <laughs> than others. And I think you know we sort of aim to kind of provide them with a all those really I think what what you would call kind of like quite simple things 
that, you know, if I think back when I was a child that I experienced, that it's quite, that it's all very basic, but done well, it's extremely important. You know, it, it's fundamental really, Absolutely. isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think, you know, they just had, just, all, we just had a basket of baubles. That was it really. The tree was, we'd put the tree there um, and the lights, but we hadn't obviously put any decorations on it. So when they came in, the tree was there, the lights were ready. And we had a step, uh, one of the sort of small height step ladders that they use so that they could reach up to sort of go up to put the baubles and things on. And they all just took t the, the sat. And I mean, we did it in key groups. It wasn't like there were loads of them waiting to have a turn, but they, they sat in their groups and waited and took their turn and sat, you know, really quietly just commenting, talking about their Christmas trees, talking about things that they remembered, talk, you know, we were talking about things like, think about it now, like how, how, how high, is it is that one going to be higher than this one or lower or can you will you be able to reach you know do, do you need to stretch a bit further we need some at the bottom the top so all the language was going on kind of just naturally i guess at the time and um yeah it was it was lovely. No, definitely i think it's it's that sort of making memories together as a as a learning community isn't yeah. it that that yeah. sort of being a group together and going through yeah. different things through that year together and sharing those memories really yeah. um yeah it is interesting because i think domestic role play often is the space that often makes way at christmas time for all kinds of things that are not that that in some ways are not as meaningful or you know are more abstract. So you know we often yeah. I often see practice where people have got rid of the home corner to create a kind of an elf wrapping yeah. station or a Santa's yeah. grotto or all kinds yeah. of weird and wonderful things. When actually I think as you say quite often the simple things, the more family based things, yeah. can often be more powerful and more meaningful to the children. I think. And I think yeah I think you're right. I mean I I certainly did have things like elf you know workshop type thing in a reception class um and whereas now i think in in our nursery with our three and four year olds i i i mean i would i would argue that probably a, a domestic role play area needs to be in any early year setting all the time anyway um but the way that we have gone about enhancing, like having those extra things ha has been to have something running alongside it. So go going back again to, I think it was the year when we had baby Arthur, we had, um, they were, they were talking one day about wanting that they had toast. That was it. They were the toaster and the toast and talking about what they liked on their toast. And I said, well, that, you like jam? Or one of them said, I like jam or peanut butter or whatever. And I, I said, oh, I don't think we've got, because all we had in there at the time was like a butter pot. Um, and I said, oh, well, maybe we need to, to order some. And we, as a as a setting, we do an Asda online thing, or as the school we do each week. So um, the children know that we order things and they come. So we, so although it's, you know, it's sometimes difficult to actually go out to the shop, we were like, right, let's make a list of what we want. So we made lists and these, these things arrived that we were then able to put in there for them. Um, but then we were like, well, actually, what about if we have a shop and we just got our little shop thing out and put it, just in an area close to it. So they were then able to go and pretend and do their own shopping. We did the same with the doctors. Oh, because Arthur was poorly at one point. Um, interestingly, Arthur was poorly not long before COVID happened. Or oh, in in that um in that really strange window of time when um it was all happening 
but we weren't yet in a lockdown. I should never forget that kind of two or three week period where you knew something was coming, but we weren't there yet. And actually one of the children said, had to Arthur one day and they said, oh, I can't remember, it's, it's somewhere on our Twitter feed, I think what they said, what they said, but it was something along the lines of, um, he's really hot. So I, uh, he's got a temperature and he's really hot. And it was coming from something they'd heard about, obviously all these sort of like COVID symptoms and things. Um, but yeah, um, so we, so at some points we have like a doctors that we put there so that he can go in or the, yeah. whatever they can take the baby to the doctor or whatever, but it kind of backs up what the places you'd go to from your home, if that makes sense. Definitely. And it's giving those children those opportunities to play out their fears as well, isn't it? And make yeah. sense of things that, as I say, were, you know, that was a very scary time for everybody. Mm. But in some ways, children have, have, they've got less way of, you know, they've got, they haven't got as many ways of making sense of it and that they haven't got, no. they haven't got as many different skills or, or experience, previous experiences as, as adults really to no. make sense of it. So, so having those opportunities to go to the doctors and to, you know, to pretend being at the doctors is a way of kind of exploring those fears really. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, see, all of this is amazing. <laughs> I keep, I'm keep, keeps all coming back into my head as I'm talking about it. I just for, forget because it's just like, I suppose, like you say, we go each year with those children on that sort of um, journey really with yeah. them and um, which you do with everything, don't you? It's not just the role yeah. play, but. But I think that does help hold a particularly kind of special part to it because it, yeah, about them, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think the way that you develop it is great, the way you tune in in that way. And yeah, it's fantastic. And yeah, absolutely wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us on, on the podcast. Uh, well, yeah, we, I think I'm sure that people listening will find it really, really interesting and, and will, have, will have sparked all sorts of ideas in their own minds as to what they can do in terms of domestic role play and how to introduce different things, that not introducing everything all in one go, but maybe doing different things at different points. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Thank you very much. Okay, so thank you to Amanda for joining us on the podcast. I hope you found the discussions that we had really interesting and useful. Um, if you want to know more about Amanda and the team's work, then I definitely recommend giving them a follow on Twitter. Um, you'll find them at Early Binkham, at Early Binkham. We'll put a link in the podcast information so that you can click straight to it. Okay, so in terms of key questions, have a think about your domestic role play area. Um, first of all, do you enhance it? Is it a space that you enhance? If so, how do you do it? Is it meaningful? Does it definitely work? And are the additions that you make to domestic role play, are they introduced really carefully with really sensitive planning where you're building up to an addition? where you're involving the children, where you have, you're having those meaningful conversations and discussions that Amanda talked about. Now, lots to think about there. If you want to develop your domestic role play area more, or if you're really thinking carefully about the space and you think actually you really need to get started on it and you want to develop it properly, then one great way to start would be to watch our free domestic role play training video. Um, it's on our website. You'll find it at www.earlyexcellence.com. Go to the ideas and inspiration section. There you will find a section on training videos and there's a, there's a training video just for you on domestic role play. Okay. 
So yeah, I hope you found that useful. That's about it from us for this week. Um, I hope you hope it's really got you thinking. Have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>